we're just going to have a small time of the word, uh, just a brief Devo, not a sermon or anything like that. Um, but if you do have your Bible, uh, would you turn it to Psalm 100? Psalm 100. It was the, the psalm that was uh, in the grace today, yesterday, if you, uh, if you read those things. And um, it's, it's a well-known psalm. Uh, it's something that, it's a song that I've gone back to uh, a lot since since David Child, my sophomore year, the Jairus small group taught a lesson on it. So it's a song that's, that's special to me, um, and I want to share it with you all today. So let me read it for us, Psalm 100. Psalm for giving thanks. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, He is God. It is He who made us, and we are His. We are His people, the sheep of His pasture. Enter His gates with thanksgiving, His courts with praise. Give thanks to Him, bless His name. For the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever, and His faithfulness to all generations. I just want to make three brief comments uh, on, on this psalm that will hopefully help us to thank God at the bottom of our hearts uh, as, we, as we should. So the, the first is that God demands our hearts, that, that God demands our affections. It's, it's Christianity can't be reduced to a list of things we have to do or tasks we have to complete, but God demands our affections. Look at look at this this psalm. It says, "Make a joyful noise to the Lord." It's not enough to just make any noise. It has to be a joyful one. Serve the Lord. We're doing with gladness. Come into His presence with singing. Enter His gates. Verse four. Do it with thanksgiving. His courts with praise. Give thanks to Him. Bless his name. True uh, Christian obedience isn't begrudging. And it's not something that we just grit our teeth through. But true Christian obedience, obedience that, that pleases the Lord, is joyful and willing. When we grit our teeth through the Christian life, it, it doesn't honor God, it, it honors our own strength of our will, it honors our own willpower, it honors our own discipline, it doesn't honor Christ and God as, as holy and as worthy of our lives. God, God demands our affections more than just our actions. But thankfully God doesn't just say, make a joyful voice to me because I said so, or give, enter his gates with thanksgiving because that's just the way things were supposed to be, even though he could have said that. But he gives us he gives us reasons. And that's the second observation I want to make, which is that God, that we have reasons to thank God. We have reasons to thank God. The if you look at look at if you look at the structure of this song real quick, it's pretty simple. You can probably see it. But there's uh, command, right? Verse 1 and 2. Make, serve, come. 
then there's a, a, an emotion, a joyful noise, with gladness, with singing, and then there's a reason for that. A reason that undergirds that command in verse 3 and verse 5. Right? Know that the Lord, He is God. This truth that God gives us that fuels our, our worship and our joy in Him. And that's, that's how those emotions are produced in us. We don't just will them into being. We, don't, uh, we can't just command our hearts to be, to be joyful whenever we want. But we rehearse the truth, truth to ourselves. And when we understand and when we believe the truth of God's word, those emotions are produced in us. And that's why the songs that we sing have, have such rich lyrics. That's why the songs that we sing have reasons to thank God. That we sing, we sing that the song Jesus Thank You is not just saying Jesus thank you over and over and over, but it's the voice of Jesus thank you. <laughs> Your blood has washed the sins. Jesus thank you. The Father's wrath is completely satisfying. Jesus thank you. Right? It's that truth and that response that naturally comes out truth that we believe. And so the truth is, is the fuel for our thankfulness to God. And that truth fans the flames of our hearts. And so let's look at the reason the psalmist gives really quick. Verse 3. Know that the Lord, know that Yahweh, He is God. And that covenant-keeping God, He is God. He is enthroned. There is no, he has no rivals. He alone is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people. I uh, once heard a, an illustration that a college pastor at my home church gave. He, uh, it was a story about a boy who who made a toy boat. 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 And then the next day he went into the toy store and saw that the boat was for sale for 20 bucks. So he went to the owner and said, so that's, that's my boat. I, I made it. It's, I, I know that it's mine because I'm the one who made it. And the owner said, sorry man, has a price tag. And kid paid the price and went home with that boat. And he doubly owned that boat. He made it and he purchased it. And that's the way it is with, with, with us and God. It is he who made us. And yet we all rebelled, we all sailed away, we, we ran away from him in our sin. But God has loved sent Jesus Christ to purchase us on the cross to pay the debt that we could not pay. We are doubly owned by God. We are his. We are his. How do you think about that? That we are his and he is ours. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. He is our shepherd. He cares for us and feeds us and guides us 
that protects us, watches over us. That is cause for thanksgiving. Verse 5, he gives more reasons to enter his gates with thanksgiving. Those gates are the gates of the temple, the courts of the temple as you go deeper and deeper in. Verse 5, for the Lord is good. Is good. Sometimes I, I worry that, that we hear things so often that they don't hit us like it should anymore. That we, we go numb to, to statements like the Lord is good. But realize that, that the Lord is enthroned in verse 3. If he were good and not God, he would not be of much use to us. If he were God and not good, he would be a tyrant. But he is both God and he is good. His steadfast love endures forever. God's covenant love, his loyal faithfulness will never fail. It's faithfulness to all generations. The, the reasons that the psalmist gives transcend our circumstances. And I think that's important for us to, to see that the psalmist doesn't say make a joyful noise to the Lord because you got great grades this quarter <laughs> because your family is picture perfect. But the psalmist gives us reasons that transcend our circumstances. Because there's, there will never be a moment where the Lord is not God. I'm going to say it positively. In every circumstance, the Lord is God. In every circumstance, we are His people and the sheep of His pasture. In every circumstance, the Lord is good. In every circumstance, His steadfast love endures. It's faithfulness to all generations. We not only have reasons, uh, circumstances, we do have reasons, circumstances to be thankful. We have, I'm thankful for this, this room of people. I'm thankful for Grace on Campus. I'm thankful for my family and all these things. But in everything, our thankfulness as Christians is rooted in the person, the character of God. And even when we thank God for the circumstantial things, even when we thank God for good food and friends and good grades, we thank Him for those things knowing that every good and perfect gift comes from above, coming down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change, James 1. And so we as Christians have so much to be thankful for. We should be the most thankful people on this planet. And these reasons that the psalmist gives are precisely why, as well, thanklessness is such a sin. Because thanklessness proclaims that these things are not true, that the Lord is not good, that His steadfast love does not endure. Or worse, if we if we do proclaim that those are not that those are true, then they're not enough for us. 
And so all of our, our thanksgiving is just rooted in, in who God is. And rooted in the truth, the unchanging truth of God's word. So I hope that we, that we think about these things. I hope that we think about the fact that we are, we are his, that we are his people. And that would lead us to, to thank God in every circumstance. The, uh, the last thing that, that I want to say, um, the first one was that God demands our hearts. The second was that we have reasons to thank God. And lastly, something that Riley talked about already, is that singing accompanies thanksgiving. Singing accompanies thanksgiving. If you look even at this psalm, verse 2, come into his presence with singing. Verse 4, enter his gates with thanksgiving. You turn over a couple pages in Psalm 105, In verses 1 and 2, give thanks to the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the peoples, sing to him, sing praises to him again. Thanks and singing put together. For Psalm 107, over a couple more pages. Verse 22, let them offer sacrifices of thanksgiving and tell of his deeds in songs of joy. And then lastly, in the New Testament, Verse that Riley has, has already read, Colossians chapter 3, verse 16. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Scripture presents singing and thanksgiving as inseparable companions, as Mashed potatoes and gravy. Thanksgiving thing. <laughs> we sing because it's a natural way to express our thankfulness to God. Because as we dwell upon the truth of who God is and what He has done for us, how He has saved us, how He has removed our sin from us, and our hearts are thankful towards Christ. It naturally comes out in what we sing. We don't sing to, to earn brownie points with God. We don't sing to try to earn some extra holiness points. But we sing because what other response could we have? What, what else could we do besides sing about the mercy and grace that we've been shown? <clears throat> And so as we think about thankfulness, I hope that we would think about the truth of God's word that produces thankfulness. And that as we dwell upon that and that affects our hearts, it will overflow into, into singing, into glad and joyful singing. And so that's what we're that's why we've been singing so much tonight, and that's why we're going to sing again. So let me uh, invite the band, and uh, we will respond in song. Let me pray.